Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Some of the best high school basketball in the Midwest is played right here in Southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. It's the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Let's turn it over to the fan high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Uh, welcome to the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Sports Show, presented by your local pick and save stores. On 1250 AM, the fan, I am Mike McGivern. I'll tell you what, this is a great time to talk high school basketball. The girls, uh, they're about to start their their tournament. Boys are starting to wrap up. We're going to talk with Norbert Durst from Wisports.net, our first segment, and we're going to talk to a number of, of coaches on the boys' side whose teams have either won their conference or have, have put themselves in a position to uh, share the conference title. And we've got a number of those guys coming up. After Norbert Durst from Wisports.net, he covers girls' basketball in the state of Wisconsin um, better than anybody in the state. I believe that. Norbert, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot for a few minutes of your time. I really appreciate it. Hey, um, the brackets came out last Sunday. How did you like how the WI rolled it out? Well, I like the the electronic seating. I, there were some some issues along the way. Um, you know, most notably um, Madison LaFollette, who uh, got a ten seed, but that uh, resulted because they had to forfeit some games. So, um, I mean, that that's the the reason. And if you go to a you know a coaches seating meeting, uh, I think they would have got that sorted out so they didn't get the ten seed, but. I mean, for the most part, there wasn't any any other huge surprises like that. But, you know, I like electronic seating just to maybe, if anything else, just to keep a little of the animosity away from the coaches. Because sometimes, you know, you get into those seating meetings and it can get a little uh, little wild with the coaches. You know, I, um, as a retired coach, I loved going to those things. 
I love, I did. I loved them because there was, you know, there sometimes, especially in, in looking at, at some of these, they would take two conferences and basically put them together. And so the, the, the coach from that conference against the coaches from our conference, but then you also wanted to, to make sure that you got the respect that you thought you deserved. There are a lot of those that I'd sit and I, I had nothing to say, Norbert. I, I got exactly where I thought we were going to be, but there's a couple where, like you said, there was there was some some yelling and and you know as as coaches we we can get after it a little bit, and I would I would miss those CD meetings, but talking to a number of the coaches, they agree with you. They're like, hey, we like this, you know. We just we wish we knew what the formula was on why we got right. the three or the four or the five. Um, so that part, I think, if the WIA will come out and, and kind of explain a little bit the formula, I think that would get people feeling a little bit better. Well, I think the issue there is uh, they don't want that formula out because they think coaches might uh, schedule to get a high seed. But, you know, I think the argument, you know, maybe against that, even if that information is out, is if you want to schedule that way, fine. But when it comes to the tournament time, um, you're not going to win those big games by playing a, a softer schedule. So I think, you know, if we did let it out, I, I don't think it'd be the worst thing, but I do think coaches would schedule their way to get a high seed. Yeah, I, I agree. Hey, Norbert, um, when, when, when you look at this year's, uh, the season that has been in Division One. Um, Hortonville's been good all year. Kettle Moraine's been 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 pretty good all year. They're the two seed right now in the coaches poll. Uh, Appleton East, Brookfield East, who I've seen. The Germantown team, I think, is a team that, you know, they had a couple of losses, and I think people start kind of forgot about them a little bit. I would not sleep on that team. Um, I I think that uh that that's a team that's awfully good. They haven't lost a game, it looks like, since last year, December 29th at Reedsburg. But they've put on quite a run here the second half of the year, and they seem to be hitting on all cylinders right now. Yeah, and, you know, when you have the best player in the state in K.K. Arnold, you know, that that certainly is helpful. You know, they lost a lot of good players off last, team, last year's team that won the state title. But, you know, when you have K.K. Um, and then, you know, have some shooters around her, um, that's all you really need because she's just that dynamic of a player. And, you know, this year they, they benefit a little bit with having uh, maybe being a bit of a softer uh, sectional. Um, so, you know, th- I, I do think they're going to get to state. And if you can get to state, you know, anything can happen when you have the best player in the state. Yeah, she's averaging about 25 a game. And, you know, as as a coach, do, do, you, do, you, do you let her get hers and make sure nobody else hurts you? Or do you try to keep her to 15 and think that's the way to do it? I, I think uh, Germantown is a team that, that people are going to have to pay notice. And in our area here in southeast Wisconsin, especially in Division One, Kettle Moraine's the two, Brookfield East is the four, Germantown the five, Arrowhead, Homestead are right there as well. There's a lot of teams in that in Division One that, that are playing awfully well in this part of the state. Oh, definitely. And I think Division One outside of Hortonville, I think it's really wide open. Uh, Hortonville, I think, is the clear favorite, as we talked about. They they absolutely rolled Germantown to start the year, but, you know, Germantown wasn't uh, the Germantown of now. You know, they had a lot of young players at that time, uh, very inexperienced. But, uh, you know, Division One's going to be a fun ride to watch just because, you know, of all the teams that could get to state. 
Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. I had a chance uh, on Thursday to meet the girls from South Milwaukee, and, and they were down a little bit from the loss they had against Pius. And they said, man, we were right there. And very seldom do you get a one seed and a two seed in the same bracket that play this late in the year and get an idea like if if that if everything were to stay the way it is and they got a chance to play again, that would be a heck of a game. Yeah, and I know um, a lot of those, you know, uh, Greenfield included, those, them in the Woodland East, they would love to knock off one of those Woodland, Woodland West teams because it, it has been a while since, uh, you know, they've been uh, – um, you know, the top uh, have had a top team in that Southeast Wisconsin Division Two bracket. And, you know, they're pretty close. But, you know, those Woodland West teams, when you're talking about Pewaukee, even Eisenhower in a bit of a down year, they're still a strong club as well. Yeah, I, I talked to Coach Klassen, uh last week, and, and they took one out of the chin against Pewaukee. And neither one of us really believed that, that you know, there are losses that can be good losses, I guess, if you learned from them. But he said, look, that one, we got, man, we realized pretty quickly we got a lot of work to do. And uh, we, we learned a very valuable lesson in in that game. In Division Two. when you've got Pius, Pewaukee, New Berlin, Eisenhower, South Milwaukee, they're all in the top 10 in the coaches' poll. And, man, it's going to be a battle in that bracket for sure. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, like you said, you know, there's going to be some regional final games that that are going to that could, you know, go the, the opposite way of how those are seated. You know, uh, a five could get through there and get to a sectional final. So it's it's definitely going to be fun in that bracket. Hundred percent. You love this time of year, I bet. Oh, it's the best time of the year. Yeah, I agree with you. I I really do. And and I'll be watching some of that stuff tomorrow. On uh, on the boys' side, when you look at Division Three, um, and I don't know, I don't know a ton about Division Four and Division Five, and I know up on the website you've kind of put your thoughts together for Division Four and Five, and I would think one, two, and three are going to follow this week. Um, but when you look at Division Three uh, teams from this area, are there any teams that jump out that you think have a chance to to, to get hot, get a run, and and get there? Oh, I, I definitely think, you know, teams like uh, Milwaukee uh, School of Languages, I know uh, they got a five seed, so I, you know, I think they're one of those teams that would have liked to maybe have a seeding meeting because I, I think they deserve a higher seed. Another one is Brown Deer. Uh, Brown Deer playing in the Woodland East. They've played some good, uh, good teams, and they've battled in a lot of those games while, you know, maybe not as many wins. Uh, they're definitely a team as a six seed that, you know, I would not be surprised if they got to the state tournament. Um, you know, Milwaukee, uh, uh, Milwaukee languages as well. I mean, they're they're both quality clubs. Um, that sectional as a whole, year in and year out, is has always been uh, been difficult to, to pick. I mean, you have teams like Kettlebury and Lutheran that they might not put up a ton of points, but always strong defensively. And when you get to the tournament, you need to be able to do that because sometimes the shots don't fall. So, uh, you know, as far as is uh, wide open sectionals go. That's the one I think the most wide open amongst all five divisions. So well, that one should be interesting to follow. Yeah, I for me personally, I'm rooting for the for Martin Luther. You know, I coached there for four years. Big fan of of Corey Shield and the job he does with that program. And um, that 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 team is a team too that I would watch out for because it's a really good basketball team that they, they find different ways to uh, to beat you. They went through a little bit of a slump in the middle of the year where they lost a couple in a row. But boy, I I, I would not sleep on the Spartans at Martin Luther. 
No, and, you know, they play a really strong schedule, too, so that's where some of those losses come in. And, and we we got to mention Catholic Memorial, too, because while they're on a bit of a tailspin after that, after what's going down with the coaches' situation there with all the all the uh, coaches resigning there at Catholic Memorial, but they have a really good team. Now, if they can put all those pieces together and figure it out in the tournament, they could also get to the state tournament as a four seed. Yeah, and you know what? It's it's look. I, I've been through some stuff where where the, in the middle of the year, near the end of the year, you know, there are things that happen. And it depends on how the, the seniors on that team, the leaders of that team, can step up and say, okay, forget about all the noise from out there. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're about. And you know the Catholic Memorial team has some good leadership on it. Yeah, and, you know, their team, that they played Division One teams all year long. You know, they played Kettle Moraine twice. They played Arrowhead twice. I mean, you know, Waukesha West twice. I mean, uh, there's not many teams that play a schedule like them in Division Three. No. And, you know, on the boys' side, Whitnell, you know, they're going through some things as well. And, you know, for, for, for those seniors on that team, you know, the head coach can only do so much. The athletic director can only do so much. They've got to, like, in the locker room, those guys have got to say, hey, look, we – yeah, there's some changes here. There's some sadness here. We have to, as a team, play together and 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 not miss a beat. We got to figure this thing out. And you know, I don't want 17 year old kids to have to, you know, go through some of the stuff that some of these kids in this area are going through this year. But you know, if they can come out on the other side and and keep their head up and continue to play together as a team, there's a lot that can be learned from stuff like this. Oh, definitely. Going through adversity, you know, it's not something you necessarily want to do, especially like you mentioned during the middle of a basketball season. But, uh, you know, it can help you not just through the basketball year, but, you know, down the road as well, just in life. 100%. Hey, what makes Hortonville so good? You know, they have a really, really deep roster and tons of length. Um, I, I think that's uh, Tammy Poplar, their point guard. She really, she runs the show. She's headed to Milwaukee, so you're going to be able to down in, in southeast Wisconsin soon. Um, but, you know, I think it's the depth and just, you know, a really good coach in, in Celeste Radka. Um, so I, I just a combination of outstanding talent, but also skilled players that know how to score the ball. Well, I'll tell you what, and you look at their schedule and you look at, at some of their wins, you know, they've had a couple of games where it's, you know, I don't know, uh, close a little bit, 68-58 against Fond du Lac was a close game for them. And they the, the one loss on their schedule was at Notre Dame, who's really good. But, boy, they haven't had a ton of close games on their schedule. The Nina game, 82-76, but that was back in mid-December. And when you look at, at, at their games, they the next time they played Nina, they beat them um, by 10 or so at home. And it's, it's interesting come tournament time. They they have they've played some quality opponents, but have they been tested in a one point a one possession game? We'll have to see, right? Yeah, but you know I think the, the argument there is they're just been playing su- such good basketball that they haven't been they have needed to play that close game, and you know they played uh, such good teams. I mean the, the FBA is the best league in the state, and uh, you know when you're playing. You know, even like Nina, as you mentioned, you play in Kakana. I mean, Kakana, I think, got a five seed, and they could get make a run to the state tournament this year. So I think, you know, while they might not have had that close game, they played some really good teams. 
man, it's just a great time of year. If you need any information on girls basketball in the entire state of Wisconsin, wissports.net, and go read Norbert Durst and, and look at all the work and time and sweat equity that he puts in, and it's really, really impressive. Norbert, thanks a lot for your time, and I, I appreciate it. I'm sure I'll reach out uh, either next week or the following week as this tournament gets uh, deeper and deeper into it. Sounds good. Appreciate you having me on. You bet. Again, wissports.net. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk to a number of boys co- coaches on the boys' side whose team have either won a conference or have a chance to win a conference, and we'll do that with John Hulk from Thomas More on the other side of the break. This is the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Well, it's been a while since Thomas Moore has won a conference, and uh, I can tell you, I uh, man, I predicted this, and very few of my predictions come true. But uh, I told John, hey, you remember when I called it? He said, yeah, you, I got to give you credit. John Hoke, the head boys basketball coach at Thomas Moore, and uh, they are on top of the Metro Classic. Huge win the other night at home against Kenosha St. Joe's. They're down one at half. Whatever uh, Hoke told these boys at halftime must have worked because they won 75-68. Hey, Coach, congratulations. What a great thing for you, your program, your staff, and your school. Well, thanks, Coach McGivern. I really I really appreciate it. It's uh, it's uh, been a little surreal this past week and actually the entire season. So I really am very happy for our guys and for our school. John, are you, you know, I've, I've seen you guys play a couple of times and I had a chance to come over to a practice. Um, you seem like you're having fun and enjoying this year. I know that when, when two of your better players on the team are sophomores, there, there are some, some angst that come with that because these are you know, 14, 15-year-old kids. Um, but, but for me, watching you, it seems like you're smiling a little bit more and enjoying this. Well, I guess um, winning brings smiles, no doubt about it. Um, there's... Um, definitely a different um level of stress though with success with success you know comes some more stress because you want to if, if if success was easy uh you know um it, it everybody would do it but um there is stress with it um but i'm certainly um enjoying working with uh these guys and you're right they are they are um they're young guys so um they're still learning things but um overall it's been a great experience well i i'll tell you what John, for years, you know, we would play Thomas Moore and I was at Martin Luther and you would have one or two kids that were good players and then some kids that, that, you know, really tried hard and worked hard and gave you everything they had, but they might not have been at the level of some of the other teams in, in the conference. Well, this year, it, it seems to me like not only do you have six, seven, eight kids, but you have some kids that come off the bench that are awfully good in years past that may have been, you know, your third or fourth option. And it just seems like the, 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 the talent level at Thomas Moore right now is pretty deep. I, I would agree with that. And yes, our past teams had really blue collar uh, lunch bucket guys um, and we would compete, but um, 
uh, it would be difficult to come up on top, on top of the top teams in, in the conference. And uh, definitely our skill level is higher. But besides, besides the starters and those guys who come off the bench, Mike, I would, I would also give a ton of credit to our third team, our scout team. We've never had a group like this before that can run the opponent's offense and, and defense as well as these guys do. And uh, we're so well prepared. And the talent level is deeper. I would say like our 11th and 12th guy on the team uh, would be getting major minutes on those teams that you spoke of in the past. And even our 15th guy, our 15th guy on our team is a good basketball player. And I, I really think that that has created great um, competition and practice and helped us in our game. So I would give, I would give our 11th to 15th guys um, almost as much credit as our starters when it comes to our success this year. Coach, I was asked, because I, I stayed at your practice for a while. I got there a little early. I was given um, our UW Credit Union Team of the Week uh, award to you guys. I got there early, and I watched, and I stayed after for a little while. And I had somebody ask, hey, you were at their practice? Boy, they're playing well. And I said that. I said, look, they were running – they, they had their scout team or the guys that were, you know, 11 through 15 on the floor going against some of their starters and some of their their six, seven, eight kids, and they were giving them everything they could handle and frustrating the starters <laughs> to the point that it was kind of funny to me, like, man, these kids are not playing. They, they, they're, not, they're not going, look, I'm just going to go have speed because I'm not getting any time. That was their time to shine, and that was really important. That was really impressive to me, John. Yeah, they th- those guys have really bought in. Um, they're excited. They know they're a big part of this. And um, on more than one occasion this year, they've really taken it to the first and second group and, and actually um, beaten them in in our eight minute um, simulations when we go uh, when they're running the other team's offense. It's it's uh, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm so happy for those guys as well that they have been such big contributors to our success this year. Hey, John, this Metro Classic, when you look at it, and and from top to – look, uh, Berlin Catholic Central has struggled um, the last couple of years, and, and they just have. But when you look at from Racine Lutheran, Shoreland Lutheran, Greendale Martin Luther, Prairie, um, St. Catharines, Whitefish Bay Dominican, St. Joe's, and you guys, but I, I can tell you, because I've been in that conference, that if your boys – decide they're going to mail it in, uh, you know what, it's uh, it's uh, Shoreland Lutheran tonight. You're, they're going to get you. They're going to beat you because there's a lot of talent in that Metro Classic. A lot of talent and a, and a lot of great coaching. I mean, um, Shoreland, you go down to Shoreland Lutheran, and that is going to be an absolute war with the way Paul has his teams play year after year. And um, you mentioned Racine Lutheran. You know, we've gained a share of the conference title, and we're, we're trying to be a little selfish. We, we'd like to win it outright and not share it with anybody, and we need to clinch it on Thursday, and we're going down to Racine Lutheran. Oh. And I believe that I believe that our school has never won on that on that Racine Lutheran court uh, before. So, I mean, we, we expect that to be a, 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 a total war uh, down in Racine this Thursday as well. Look, we I, I can tell you that the four times I had to go down there, our – I always thought we had a ton more talent, but John, it is hard to win there. It's a, it's a smaller gym, and the kids are right there. It's a difficult. Sh- uh, we always struggle shooting there and defending some of the stuff. And I know, that, I know they have a different coach, 
but they what they run in that building. It, you're right. I, I I I would not take that one for granted. And you know, you guys are going to have to make sure that that your boys are ready to play down there. Well, it was an iconic coach there, Jeff Christensen, that was that, that that was there forever. Forever. And Justin, yep. And and you're right. Justin is a new coach, but he's an experienced coach. He came from Riverside. His kids play awfully hard, and they run good stuff. And uh, that's going to be a very very difficult game for us. But certainly, this entire conference, I believe, has made us battle tested for the playoffs. Well, speaking of the playoffs, and you'll find out uh, tomorrow at uh, I think two o'clock or so, they're going to start. Um, your bracket. When I look at at, at sectional four, um, the 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 regional and then the sectional, it's a difficult. It's going to be a difficult bracket to get to. On top, you know, when you look at Brookfield Academy, Brown Deer, Dominicans in that, uh, Milwaukee North Division is in it. School of Languages is in it. Um, St. Anthony's Thomas More University School. There's a couple of teams there that would would get me a little bit nervous. I can tell you that, John. Well, I think they all make me nervous because this is playoff basketball. And um, when it comes to playoff basketball, every game is just so intense because your seniors on every team, just they're, they're, they're fighting like mad to, because they don't want their season to end. They want to practice the next day. And so um, you're going to get everybody's A game in the playoffs. That's why you see a lot of um, – you'll see a lot of upsets um, in the next couple of weeks just because – um, teams just bring it, and um, we're we're going to have to be ready um, for for certainly for that. We're not going to take any team for granted. I'm I'm hoping that we get a first round bye, and that would certainly help. But um, you know, that Friday, if we're if we're fortunate enough to get the bye and we play that Friday, we're going to be ready for that team. Hey, John, and the tough part is. Two, two, look, you have a, uh, some senior leadership, but the, the two the two sophomores who both put up huge games against St. Joe's. Neither one has been through this grind yet. And so to tell kids, like, come playoff time, guys, like, you don't understand the intensity is totally different because it's it's winner go home, and there are times that kids that are sophomores, that young kids, don't understand what they're in for, and it might take them a quarter, you know, or a half of the first half to be able to kind of figure out, like, hold on a second. I watched these guys on tape. They didn't look very good, but, boy, this is a whole different team, and it's hard as coaches to tell young people that and have them believe us. Yeah, I would agree. Um, for two of our three sophomores uh, that that start for us, they were actually they got significant minutes last year, so they they kind of get it. Although last year with COVID, it was just a, a weird year, totally right? Totally different. Um, but, yep. uh, yeah, yeah. And so so they're experiencing that. But but uh, Sekou Kona, I mean, he didn't even play his season. Didn't even go last year. He transferred from a school that didn't have a season last year, and. Um, he is so he's such a, a, a talented player, but you're right. He is um, still learning this. In fact, he was asking me yesterday about who he thinks we could play, and I mentioned some teams, and he said, "Well, that team maybe we could would give us a, uh, a game, but um, I think we could beat those others pretty easily." I said, "You don't get this, Seku. This is going to be <laughs> these are going to be battles. Um, you know, you just uh, so that's going to be something he's he's going to have to learn." Uh, very quickly when that when that ball is uh, tipped uh, uh, in the, uh, in the regionals on that Friday. 
100%. And, you know, he's the one who came over to me when I gave you guys UW Credit Team of the Week. He said, hey, I have a question for you. I said, what do you have? He goes, if we win every game, can we win this thing every week? I said, no, you cannot. But you keep winning. He big smile. The kid's got a smile that lights up the room. And uh, you're one of your assistant coaches standing next to me. He just shook his head. Looked at me. He goes, those are the questions he has right there. And I said, that's yeah. awesome. What a Just a really nice young man. Yeah, he loves trophies. So um, last year, uh, this last fall, we went out and watched a soccer match together, and it was like an alumni day. So they had a our soccer state title trophy out there, and he asked, uh, you know, when can how can we win one of these? You know, and I was explaining how the state. This is how huh, kind of wet behind the ears he is. I had to explain the state tournament and everything, how many games we had to win, and he can't, he he wants to he really wants to win. Uh, he keeps talking about that. We have a traveling trophy with St. Francis. All he kept talking about is can we, you know, uh, winning that trophy. The but, guy is obsessed with trophies. But so. think about this: the last time he played competitive basketball, he was in eighth grade. You right. know, right. so this is all new for him. And I've seen, look, from the beginning of the year to where he is now, th- this whole team is really developed, and that's good coaching. John Hoke, um, good luck against Racine Lutheran. I know you got South Milwaukee coming up, but to, to go down to Racine Lutheran and get that win, to, to not share this conference with anybody would just be a great thing for Thomas Moore. Well, thanks for your kind words, um, Mike. Credit goes to, all the credit goes to our players. They've worked hard, and we're going to get ready for practice right now, in, in fact, um, and c- come back Sunday tomorrow because we've got a big game against South Milwaukee on Monday, senior night and parent night, and uh, that's going to be a battle as well because Lance Murphy does just a fantastic job of coaching his team as well, and even though it's non-conference and the seating's over, we, we know we're coming to compete. That's awesome. I saw Lance the other day, and it was really good to catch up with, with him for sure. He is John Hoke. I guess I can say this. This is uh, this is it, right? You're retiring after this one, as far as a basketball coach. Yeah, it's been very. It's uh, that that's my plan, Mike. It's been um, 30 years as as a high school coach, 15 as a as a varsity head coach, 10 at TM, and I was fortunate enough to be able to coach at Shorewood for five years as the head coach. And um, it's really um, kind of a neat way to to go out. But I do have some real mixed emotions every time yep. somebody mentions that to me. I get. Uh, I get a little emotional, to be honest with hey, you. Hey, John, I was lucky enough that I knew my last year, and I talked to Coach Wallisheim about it, and we ended up winning the state championship, and it was a great way to go out. And that's what—that's certainly what I'm hoping for you. Well, thanks. It's going to be it, that, That's quite a tall task with all the competition we have, but uh, that, that would be something else. And just uh, also winning this conference championship at, and uh, – Getting a, a, a Gatorade shower downstairs—that was that That's was awesome. really awesome. So um, thanks so much. Yeah, you bet. Say hi to your staff. Say hi to your boys for me. Uh, good luck again. That's John Hoke, the head basketball coach at Thomas Moore. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, David Burkamper, head basketball coach at Pewaukee, will join us. This is the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Sports Show, presented by your local Pick and Save Stores on twelve fifty AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation, Varsity Blitz High School Sports Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM The Fan. I always thank my local pick-and-save stores. They've been with me a long time. I also want to thank the Majerus Family Foundation for being a part of this show. 
And in, I don't know, three, four weeks, we're going to be able to have you go to a website and tell us your favorite Rick Majerus story. And we'll have some of you guys come on the show and uh, and talk about Rick Majerus and what he meant to basketball in this area and what, what he meant to you personally. And I look forward to sharing those stories with uh, with everybody. Our next guest, David Burkamper, head basketball coach at Pewaukee, state champion basketball coach from Pewaukee. Coach, how you doing? Very well. Good yeah. morning to you. Good morning. Thanks a lot for a couple of minutes of your time. Uh, you guys are rolling. Good year. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're in the exact same spot we were in last year. And, uh, um, you know, we've we played a tough schedule again like we did last year. And, and uh, we've had some games where we've learned some things and we've played well in some other games. Well, Coach, I, I can tell you that I've had a chance to watch you guys um, just on online. And, and that's hard to do. Um, I watched the January 4th game against Wisconsin Lutheran, and that may have been the most unbelievable high school basketball game that I've seen. It was a fantastic game. It was a fantastic atmosphere. Um, you know, obviously comparing things to last year, it was just, uh, it was fun to have the energy in the gym um, and uh, have, you know, two rival schools go at it. And Obviously we would have liked a better outcome, um, but as far as high school basketball goes it was uh it was a great experience for us and and uh something we learned we took we did learn from it and uh we we certainly love playing it hey coach when you don't have a dog in the fight and you're just watching it and you're a high school basketball freak that was a fun game i woke my wife up she was sleeping and i'm screaming at this little computer in my in my office which is right next to our bedroom and she's like really i go you got to see this game this is ridiculous i would have dropped 10 pounds of sweat if i was coaching in this one and she's like could you just keep it down a little bit hey coach you you guys have a chance um to either win or share the Woodland West Conference. And when when you look in that conference, and, and look, when I talk to John Hoke about his conference, there, there are really good conferences in southeast Wisconsin. This Woodland West with Pewaukee, Wisconsin Lutheran, West Dallas Central, New Berlin West has been playing well. Pies will, will challenge you. There are some really quality coaches and teams in this conference. Yeah, it's a fantastic conference. I think, um, you know, it, it, it definitely helps us um, as you go and play uh, or prepare for the postseason um, that you have, you know, quality games on a, on a regular basis. I think um, sometimes if, if you don't have quality games um, in your conference, um, you can definitely develop bad habits. And I think over, you know, of course, over the course of, of my coaching career here, um, the Woodland West has been one of the best conferences and, and, and the coaches in it are, are second to none. You know, when I was coaching, David, I would go on, you know, wisports.net and I'd look at, at the teams we're going to play either next or two or three down the road. And I would look at scoring um, averages. And if a team had one, two, and even three guys in double figures, I, I felt pretty, okay, we can take away some things. But when you have four and almost five that are scoring in double figures, that's a really difficult thing for an opposing coach to figure out, okay, if we stop these two and then these three guys go off, it, it's, it, it really makes it a difficult um, putt to be able to stop a team that has four, almost five guys in double figures. Yeah, I think that that's something that we've tried to develop, um, you know, with, with our program in terms of it just being 
I saw a quote from from Steve Kerr about Golden State's offense, where the ball finds the the shooter, and um, that's something offensively we've we've tried to to honor in in the way we play. And and uh, you know we have obviously we have some high level players on our team with Milan and Nick and Josh and Ashton, but you know we've also had with Colin Osterman and Logan Doberstein and Emmett Lowe. Um, and even we've got Logan Schill coming off the bench. We've got, I think we've got nine or 10 guys that have scored in double figures at one point. So I think we, you know, that, that speaks to the way our kids play, the unselfishness that they play with um, that, you know, when one guy's covered or the help com- comes to somebody, they make the next pass and the ball finds the shooter. You know, coach, when, uh, after you, you do what you guys did last year, the difference of being the team that's hunting right to the team that's hunted, when anybody who got their schedule that you were playing circle this game and you're going to get everybody's best effort because now you're being hunted and it seems to me like your your guys just go about their business and 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 go to work yeah no i think i i definitely think that that was something um, that kind of caught us you know we we were not prepared for it um i, I think when we played nina um you know, Nina taught us that lesson and, uh, you know, watching some of the games, you know, we've talked about kids are going to make some shots that they don't normally make um, in, in some of the other games, just because this is, you know, when you play Pewaukee right now, it is a big deal. And I think over time, our kids have learned that, that they can't relax. And, and you know, it is something that's a lot more, it's a lot different than it was last year um, in terms of, you know, every game you have to be ready to take the team's best shot. And uh, I think our kids, again, we've gotten better as the year has gone on. And I think uh, that is something that we've, we've had to learn. It's not something that we, I don't think, accepted right away. Um, and I think we're in a good place now with that. Hey, Coach, when, you know, the brackets come out uh, tomorrow, um, the assignments came out a while ago. And when you look at sectional four, the New Berlin West um, sectional, and you're on the bottom half of that, and you look at in your bracket, just in in the regional is Whitnell, who's having a really good year. South Milwaukee um, is is doing okay on their side. You look at at uh, Milwaukee Tech, who's playing really really well. New Berlin West is starting to play really well. Um, Look, it's not going to be an easy putt just to get out of that. And then you look at the sectional side on top, and and there, you know, there's Wauwatosa West, who's been good all year. There's Wisconsin Lutheran, and don't sleep on Whitefish Bay, who's starting to play pretty well, along with Pius and and you know Milwaukee Washington can scare you. It's going to be a difficult run to get back to where you were last year. Oh, I 100%. I mean, I think that, you know, when you look at all the teams that are in it, and obviously Whitnell jumps out at UM, I think they only have one loss. We'll get to play them in, uh, next Wednesday in the crossover. Um, and uh, you, you, there, it's, again, we all want to get to the same place, so the, you're going to have to play good teams to get to the state tournament. Um, I definitely think our sectional is, um, if it's not the toughest, um, it's one of the toughest, and no matter what division you're playing in. Uh, but I also think that that's a good thing because it gets our kids focused. Um, you know, we we know um, that we have the ability to get to Madison, um, and it doesn't really matter who we who we're going to play. Um, and we'd rather it be, you know, we'd rather beat the Whitnells and the Wisconsin Lutherans um, to get there than than have it easy. 
Coach, and, and last question, and, and I don't think you're gonna you're gonna answer this thing, but I'm gonna get, I'm gonna ask it anyway. You get Whitnell uh, after the the seating comes out. Um, there's there's a good chance you're gonna maybe see them again in a week or ten days after. Did you did you come with everything you have and 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 just play as hard as you can to beat them at the end of the year in a game that it's a crossover game, so it's important. But you may see them again in ten days. How how do you go about that? Uh, you know, I think for us, every every game is about one getting better, and then at the end of the day, we want to win. Um, so you know, I, I think we're going to treat every game right now is about going one and zero, and and it's about. Uh, winning a state championship. So for us, uh, we're going to play it like it's um, uh, it's an important game. It's a conference game. It's, you know, whatever game, it, we're not going to take it lightly. Um, so we'll prepare. We'll do everything we can to win the game. And then, you know, if we see him again, we see him again. Coach, thank you so much. He's David Burkamper, and it seems like uh, this time of year, I talk to him about as much as I talk to my wife. I just got to tell you, <laughs> this is the time of year him and I – um, I call him a lot. Head coach at Pewaukee. Uh, the Pirates having an awfully good year. Uh, coach, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Good luck the rest of the way. Thank you for having me on, and thanks for covering the high school sports. Really appreciate it. Man, no problem. I love it. Thank you, David. Uh, we're going to get to a All break. Right, Other care. side of the break, Jason Hallenbeck, who's the head basketball coach at Menominee Falls, will join us. This is the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Sports Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Sports Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Hey, before we get to our next guest, and he's the head basketball coach at Menominee Falls, a week from today, right after the show, I am going over to the Milwaukee County Zoo, and I'm going to do a polar plunge, raising money for Special Olympics. And uh, you want to help me out, just uh, Google Polar Plunge Special Olympics Milwaukee, and uh, you can go on my page. I can tell you I'm not all that excited about it. It's kind of one of those things you put in a bucket list. And uh, two weeks ago on our youth sports show, we had a number of guests for Special Olympics. And when I got home that day, my wife, Terry, said, that may have been the best show you've ever done. And it was a really busy show. We had a lot of guests. We had a lot of Special Olympic athletes. And a young man who just said, hey, Mike, if you need me, I'll jump in with you. And I may take him up on that. If it's as cold as it is today, not excited, but more than willing to jump into this uh, this water over at uh, at the zoo a week from today. If you if you want to help me out, Google Polar Plunge Milwaukee uh, Special Olympics. You can find my page really easily. And uh, if you want to donate twenty bucks, uh, that would be really really appreciated. And uh, I'm going to try my best not to chicken out. I'm sure that Sam Schmitz and Mitch, who's my uh, Mayor Mitch, who's my normal producer, they're going to probably not join me, but I may talk them into it. I know Sam doesn't like being cold at all. Our next guest, the head basketball coach at Menominee Falls, they have already they have they have won the Greater Metro Conference, and uh, what a year they're they're having. I happened to be over at their gym uh, last week. Got a chance to hang out with Jason a little bit and give them our UW Credit Union Team of the Week and well-deserved. 
And it was funny because I said, Jason, you know, the beginning of the year, a couple people that do what I do are going, hey, what's going on over at the Falls? And Jason started laughing and said, hey, man, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. We're, we're going to be just fine. And he's right. Since uh, It looks like since December 14th, they have uh, kept their card clean. And they've beaten some really good competition. And they're playing at a, at a, at a high level in a really good conference. Jason, congratulations on winning that conference. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet. Um, having, it's funny, we talked for a while, and I have coached teams that have had a ton of pressure, a ton of expectations. You know, everybody in the school just fully expects we're supposed to win every game, and it, I just shake my head, and there's a certain amount of pressure that comes with that. How are you doing through all this? And It seemed like your kids are pretty relaxed. Yeah, um, you know, there was uh, certainly high expectations, not only from the outside, but, you know, even internally within the coaching staff and the players. This, um, you know, this particular group I came in three years ago, uh, you know, and a lot of these guys were uh, playing for me on varsity as sophomore uh, at that point. Um, but, you know, they kind of had the same goals and same thought process from the beginning is, uh, you know, getting to the point of winning the greater Metro, which, uh, we just accomplished last night, which is uh, just a huge feat as, uh, you know, Greater Metro is just such a tough conference and you got to be ready to play every single night. Um, you know, and then that second piece, you know, this group uh, always has had big aspirations and, you know, their their eyes are set on state title. Um, so we've accomplished goal number one, um, you know, now moving on to goal two, but as you kind of said in the beginning of the season, things maybe start a little slow, um, but it, it, it's a long basketball season, and I, you know, I think we've kind of gotten a point where, with our group, where some of the experience um, and kind of figuring out a blueprint of what it takes for us to to win basketball games is kind of coming to sight for us. Hey, coach, I think everybody kind of went in knowing um, how good of a basketball player um, Seth Trimble is. He's going to North Carolina. But when you break down his stats, he leads you guys in scoring, and Stephen Clay is right behind him. At one's at twenty-seven a game, one's at twenty. But when you start to look down at some of the things that he does for your team, um, you know he he's right there in leading the team in rebounding, and then you look at assists and and steals and every part of that. That, that that spreadsheet, he's at the top of a lot of lists when it comes to different things. He's willing to give the ball up. He certainly can shoot the ball, and he scores. And I've watched you guys three times defensively. Man, he's really good defensively. So people talk about his scoring. I look at all the other things, and I just go, look, he's their, he's their leading assist guy. He's right at the top on rebounds. He's right at the top on block shots. This kid does a lot of things for you. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's the thing that's um, so special about Seth. I know everybody gets excited about the athletic ability and the the, the, the dunks and all that, but um, he, he, I mean, he's a player that impacts the game at every single level, and he does it as an, at an extremely high level. Uh, you're exactly right. I mean, people like to talk a lot about his offensive abilities. Um, I know I'm biased being his head coach, but I mean, quite honestly, I think he's the best offensive and defensive player in the state. Well, um, I I, I think you're right, and I think that he's going to probably – Coach, I think he's probably um, 
I think midway through the year, there are a lot of names in that hat for for uh, Mr. Basketball. I, I personally think it's probably down to two, and he's one of them at this point. So I, yeah, I think I think you're right. There's there's that, and there's there's a lot of great players in the state this year. So yeah, not gonna speak to other people. You know, I know Seth. I get to see him every day in practice, and what kind of impact he has uh, on our basketball team. Um, and you know, I think all coaches know, even outside of looking at the top of leaderboards of stats, there's there's a lot of different things that players do to impact the game that don't even show up on a stat sheet. So um, yeah, he's he's been a great leader for us, and. Uh, Obviously, just a phenomenal player, and he's a phenomenal kid. Hey, Coach, um, real quick, when you look at, you know, we, we don't ever want to uh, look ahead, but we work ahead. When you look at the sectional two, um, and I'm looking at it right now, and you start with Bayport and De Pere and Fond du Lac, and then, you know, from this area, you've got some teams like Homestead that are playing pretty well. It, it's going to be a really difficult um journey to be able to get to where you guys are are, are wanting to get to um, when you look at that sectional sometimes as coaches we got to shake our heads like come on man but they they put these out really early so you know even before the season starts but there are some basketball teams in your sectional that man jump off the page at me yeah absolutely uh, you know going in and you know I don't take a ton of uh wait into the different polls that go around. I know there's a, a coach's poll, which I get to vote in on with sports and there's AP polls and people put area polls out. Um, but across most of those, you look at that and between uh, ourselves, uh, the peer in Homestead, I mean, you know, a lot of these peers have that as two, three and four in the state. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, two, three and four in the state. And one of those teams is going to be able to get out of that sectional and uh, yes. man, are you excited about the the new way the WI is do is doing the seating, or do you do you miss, you know, the the old fashioned way where we could go and argue with each other? Well, yeah, I I, I guess I, I I probably would reserve that comment till uh, Sunday when I see the results. <laughs> That's odd. Awesome. That um, is awesome. You know, I I think as always, there's negative and and, and positives probably on both sides of it. Um, you know, the benefit of, of getting in a room and talking to people is I, I think you can have a little more discussion on the strength of schedule side, which, which comes up pretty big. So I'll be just, I'll be curious to see how that kind of comes through in the, the formula that they have. Um, you know, but sitting down in a room, sometimes, you know, you get the, not that I've done it a ton, but sometimes you get in those rooms and cross your sectional, it kind of starts you start playing that game of, okay, there's seven coaches from one conference over there. Right. There's three coaches from our conference. And it, it, it can tend to lean a little towards, you know, people, people voting for, or, you know, having a bias towards, you know, their own conference teams, which, which quite honestly, I think is, is quite natural. Yeah, um, I, so that, That's one of the tough things as far as sitting down in a meeting room. Yeah, I agree. little bit of politics going on, but, I I, uh, I would miss that. Jason, thank you so much. He is Jason Hallenbeck, the head basketball coach at Menominee Falls, and uh, they have won the Greater Metro Conference, one of the better conferences in the state. Jason, good luck the rest of the way. Thank you, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, our current electric superhero of the week 
from Ronald Reagan High School will join us. This is the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Sports Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Some of the best high school basketball in the Midwest is played right here in Southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. It's the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Let's turn it over to the fan high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Sports Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Man, this is always my favorite segment. It just is. It's the Current Electric Superhero of the Week. What makes someone a superhero? This week's winner. They can leap tall buildings in a single bound? Ronald Reagan Prep High School. Faster than a speeding bullet? And I'm really happy to have her. Uh, I I gotta tell you. More powerful than a locomotive. Absolutely not. Let us introduce you to what we believe superheroes are really about. It's time for the current electric superhero of the week. This week's winner, she is from Ronald Reagan Prep High School. And I'm really happy to have her. I got to tell you, all these superheroes do so many great things. And uh, she's one of them. She's definitely a superhero. Um, Jaina. Yes? Mm-hmm. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Pronounce your last name for me. Mahalik. Gina Mahalik from Ronald Reagan Prep High School. Hey, um, 3.95. What teacher didn't give you an A that didn't get you that 4.0? <laughs> My math teacher. That math teacher. What's that teacher's name? <laughs> Mr. Melizer. Mr. Melizer. I'm coming to get you, pal. I am coming to get you. Hey, Janet, Ronald Reagan is... Um, it is known to be a very difficult high school. Would you you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. Do, um, what is your favorite subject? Probably math. It is. Yeah. Still. <laughs> yeah. Well, that you know what? Good. You know that's awesome. We will uh, probably all be working for you one, one day if math is your favorite. Hey, let's talk about some of these really difficult. Are, are they uh, the classes that you take? And and three IB classes. What does IB stand for? IB stands for International Baccalaureate. Oh man. Okay. So Psychology Two, History of Americas, and then Sports Exercise Health Science, and then you've taken some UWM courses as well. English One Hundred One, Math Stats Two Fifteen. Um, so these uh, Ronald Reagan offers these kind of classes for kids that are that are overachievers a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you enjoyed So in the classroom, are you as competitive as you are in, in sports? Yeah, definitely. Where, where do you think, and, and we're going to get to your volunteer stuff because it's really impressive, but you are a true student athlete. And let me tell you, softball has been really important in her life. First team all-conference in 2019 and 2021. First team all-conference 2019. So 2020, no. No, because of COVID. We didn't have a season. I I knew that. I knew that's why that's not on there. Honorable mention, player of the year as well. Um, club softball, who do you play for? Uh, the Wolves. Yeah, you guys good? Yeah. Travel a lot? 
Yeah. Where's your favorite place to go? Um, my favorite that we went was probably Ohio. So I was in, I went to Denver this last summer and I officiated a wedding and it was a big national tournament of soft girl softball players, fast pitch from all over the country. And it was incredible. Everywhere you turned, especially at the airport, it was just girls with their bags and their uniforms. It was like, we're going to a game. Like we don't have time to go to the hotel. And it was really awesome. Um, the idea of being a true student athlete and the volunteer stuff. And I ask every one of our current electric superheroes of the week this question. Your motivation for being such a good, strong servant leader, where does that come from? Um, I would say like my determination comes with what I want out of everything I'm doing. Like my plan, I want to stick with softball for the next four years in college and I want to get um my criminal justice degree so I mean I'm like focused on that and that's what pushes me to be good in academics and athletics but the volunteer part you know not everybody look how old are you 17 at 17 I didn't know where my socks were I'm not (laughs) kidding like I literally didn't know where my books where's my books I don't know where's my socks I have no idea but when you take a look at your volunteer opportunities Served food at Pathfinders, which is awesome. Volunteered Center for Deaf and Blind in West Dallas. Um, volunteered two days a week to coach. Volunteered Sundays to assist in softball pitching lessons. So kids at 17 don't normally want to do that volunteer stuff because they feel like they're not getting anything back. But you have it on your resume and your bio. And I'm wondering where that part, I think, has come from. So every time I coach and I, like, assist pitching lessons, it's all for younger kids. So I see that as myself, like, getting help from someone that's older than me that's been through this. So I like to help kids go through, like, softball just like how I did so I, they can have a coach that's been through it and is helpful with it. So do you pitch in, in, in softball? Is that what your position yeah. is? Yeah. Can I tell you my favorite uh, story with this? Yeah. Um, I did a segment for Around the Corner with my brother John in Fort Atkinson. And they had a a first-team All-State pitcher. And when I got there, the girls were all very nice to me, saying, thank you for telling the story about us. And I said, who's the big-time pitcher? Girl waved her hand. I said, why don't you warm up because I'm going to take you deep. And they changed to like that. This little catcher, this little blonde who was so kind, she got the gear on and she said, hey, outfield, come on in, no hitter. I go, are you kidding me? I played a ton of baseball and softball in my day. The first pitch, I never saw it. I didn't see it. And I go, well, that's a ball. I was outside. Catcher goes, what are you talking about? It was right down the middle. I hit one pitch to the second baseman, and the pitcher got mad. I said, what are you mad at? She said, I don't want you touching any of my stuff. I said, well, I'll go lefty. She goes, can you hit lefty? I said, I can hit you lefty. I'm not smart enough to quit talking. I bunted one down the third baseline. Third baseman picked it up and cracked up laughing. I said, what are you laughing at? She goes, I would have thrown you up by a mile. I said, where are these nice girls that I just ran into? This pit, this pitcher was, it was, she'd look at the coach and he would put fingers up on his cheek. And she'd throw stuff that, I'm not kidding. I walked out of there and I went, ooh, what was I thinking? Never saw the first pitch at all. How long have you been pitching? Um, This is my eighth year. And that's the position for you? Yep. Yeah. Do you practice a lot? Yeah, like three to four times a week I'm pitching. Wow. Good for you. I, I love that. You are going to Platteville. Yep. Why Platteville? Um, the campus is really nice, and they have a really good criminal justice program. 
What what in criminal justice do you think you want to get involved in? Well, my first hope is being a lawyer, but it might Good. change. Yeah. Do you know what's cool about being 17? What? It can change three times before <laughs> you leave today. I mean, it literally can change. By Sunday, it can change three times, and nobody will blame you at all. Um, what about the, again, lawyers help people. So that part of that whole servant leadership heart thing that you obviously have, when you, when you worked at the Center for, um, volunteered some time, Center uh, uh, for Deaf and Blind in West Dallas, what what did what was that like for you? Because you're you're helping people with that, that, look, we just take it for granted we can see, take it for granted we can hear, and you're at this place helping people that can't. What did you learn working there? It was definitely different. I mean, I like watched someone who couldn't see and he had um, a device hooked up to his phone and he was typing on it with like braille letters. And it was definitely a learning experience to see how people live that don't have the advantages I have. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. We, I, a guy who works here, Tim Allen, and he's as good on the air as anybody I've ever worked with. And um, he's blind. And when I tell people that they go, no, he's not. I go, no, he is. They go, I listen to him all the time. No, he's not. I go, dude, then why does he walk down the hallway with a cane? Yeah, no, he's blind. And they're like, he t- he's the brewer guy. I go, yeah. And it's unbelievable. He'll go out to Miller Park three or four times a season to, to hear it and smell it and feel it. And then he's got it. And he he's the lead singer in a band. He's got all this stuff going on. But he can't, he, he can't see. He said, look, this is how I live, and I'm okay with it. Hey, when you get to Platteville, will you play softball there? Yeah. Did, did the coach know you're coming? Yeah. Yeah. Did, um, other girls that play at Platteville, do you know anybody there? Um, Not necessarily, no. So you, when you go freshman year, your, your dad gives him, he's going to be crying like a baby when he <laughs> drops you off. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, he's a tough guy, but he's going to be crying <laughs> like a baby. Hey, when um, when you play softball in the conference, the conference is known for some some of the best softball. But when you get outside of the conference and play for your travel team, you you play against some of the best competition in the Midwest, right? Yeah. How good is that travel team? Um, the one I'm on, it we're pretty good. I mean, when we're working together, we're definitely a solid team. When um when all that gets done, like if I asked you about some of the trips that you've been on, I'm wondering, will you tell me about tournaments that you guys played really well in, or will you tell me about how much fun you had in the hotel? And because my son, who's now older, I coached him in AAU basketball, and when I see the guys that are his age, they we won tournaments all over the Midwest. They never talk about it. They go, hey, coach, you remember we threw Matthew in the pool at the hotel and you were really mad at us? Do you remember we got those free pizzas and you couldn't figure out where they were? We ate them, coach. <laughs> Stuff like that. So when I ask you about your travel with, with these girls and your, that team, is that what you remember? Stuff like that? Yeah, I would say, like, outside of the sport, we definitely have a strong friendship that we can go and have fun, like, in the hotel or doing other stuff outside of the tournament. So you you would be considered a multi-sport athlete, right? Yeah. Dance? Yep. What's harder? Um, I would say there's a lot more like training and dance. I'm shocked how much they train. You were your dance team, was it your dance team that was second place in World Dance Championships in New Jersey? Yeah. What dance team is that? 
So I danced through Miss Becky's dance studio, and my first year on the team, we went to New Jersey to compete in the World Dance Championship, and we ended up getting um, second place at it. How fun was that? It was so fun. That, what a different – so you're on the mound, and you look, you're the pitcher, so you have the ball in your hand, and you're you're making some decisions, and nothing happens until you start it. Different on a dance team, right? Yeah, it's – on a dance team, you have to work with your team. When you're on the mound, it's like you are in control of everything yourself. Any other um, softball players you know that are involved in dance? Not really. Not me. No. I, I haven't <laughs> met one. I've had a lot of like volleyball, softball, cross country, the, the track, you know, but not dance. Are you still dancing? Yeah. You are. Where do you find the time to get your homework? No wonder that math teacher didn't give you an A. You didn't get all your homework done. Where Where do you find time to get all this done? Uh, it's definitely hard, but I make it like my priority to get to practices. Last thing, you also work. Yeah. Not during like just summers or. Um. So at. During the summer, I work for Drexel Building Supply, and then right now I work for the New Berlin Park and Rec, and I teach dance to younger children. I don't know how you do it. Do you sleep much? Uh, Not too. That's overrated, right? <laughs> yeah. So Drexel Building Supply might have to send them an invoice. We can't give away free ads like that. That's a good company, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else you know work there? Yeah. Ooh. My dad and my yeah. brother. Yeah. Is your dad your boss? No. <laughs> okay, you can't yell at you or anything. Nope. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hey, I really appreciate um, your time, and, and congratulations. Look, this, and, and so you know, and I don't know how much you know but about this, but when I call the principal at Ronald Reagan, I t- this is what I ask him. I need a senior who does great work in the classroom, does great work in our community, is loved at home, and the senior you're going to miss the most when they graduate. That's what sets this thing apart. And he said, I got her. I know exactly who she is. So the the impact that you've made at that school, the legacy you have left is huge. It's huge. You're gonna miss it there, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you've had you've made a lot of friends there. Yeah. That's awesome. She is our Kern Electric superhero of the week. Go to the Kern Electric Facebook page and take a look at Jana. Mahalik. Mahalik. And I know that because I used to know a Kathy Mahalik, by the way. Jana Mahalik from Ronald Reagan Prep. And uh, I'll tell you what, she's, like I say, almost every week, if half of these superheroes go away to college and they come back and they're the leaders in our community, we're going to be just fine. Don't worry about what's on the news. These young people are going to take over and we're going to be just fine. Fine. It's really nice to see you. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. This is, uh, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue. This is the Majerus Family Foundation, Varsity Blitz High School Sports Show, presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver and our next guest. I'll tell you this, anytime you go undefeated so far in the conference, it's a difficult thing to do. I don't care what conference it is. But Homestead right now, 17-0 in conference, and they're going to win the North Shore Conference. We are joined 
by their head basketball coach, Sean Kreider. Hey, Coach, congratulations, man. You guys have have, have uh, won that conference, still have one conference game left, uh, but congratulations on that. Appreciate it, Mike. Thank you. It's been a, it's been an exciting year. Been a long time coming, 20, 20 years since, I think, year 2000. Um, and actually, the girls' team won conference as well. First time since 1994 that both boys and girls basketball have won the North Shore Conference. Man, man, what a great date. What a great time to be a Highlander, right? Yes, for sure. It's been exciting. The, the students and the, the faculty have bought in. It's been it's been a good time. Hey, Coach, I got to give you guys a lot of credit. You know, everybody knew that you guys had a chance to be pretty good, and everybody thought Whitney was going to be pretty good as well. And late in the year, you guys are playing tonight at uh, Homestead at 7-15, and what a great way to make sure that your boys are ready for a really difficult bracket. For sure. That's the reason why at least uh, we scheduled it. I'm, I'm assuming Travis the same way. We talked late last year about, you know, putting this game together. And, you know, one of my assistant coaches who's been around for a long time, he said he's always worried about a late non-conference game. But he said this year he thinks it works out, especially with the bracket that we, you know, got to uh, gotta go, try to go through if we want to get to Madison. You want to test yourself late in the year to, to so, you're, so you're prepared. So, you, you know, you can kind of see where you're at. Hey, you know, we had the Menominee Falls coach on. Um, a couple segments ago, and we talked about this bracket with with Bayport and De Pere and Fond du Lac and and Germantown that can jump up and scare you and and some other teams. And then you could look at the the back end, and, and it's you know all of a sudden you're looking at Menominee Falls and the Milwaukee King team, um, a Marquette team that you know a little bit about, and there that's a good basketball team. And you got to be a little bit nervous, Kakana. There are some teams in that sectional coach that uh, nobody uh, you guys did, nobody gave did any favors for Homestead obviously these assignments come out a long time ago but boy if you look at the coaches poll team two three and four are all in that same sectional right I mean we, we you know you I, I knew Menominee Falls obviously was going to be good we knew the pair was going to be good and I, I, you know, knowing my own team, we were projected to be good in terms of the preseason poll. So we knew it was a possibility that we could we could have something like this. But like you said, some of those other teams, there's no cakewalk. Marquette, they are tough. They played as well. Germantown came here and played us. I know Kyle over there. He'll have his guys ready. And Kakana is most certainly a dangerous team. When yeah. you got you got a Division One guard, and you have that freshman who's probably a Division One prospect. There, they're not going to be any easy games in that in that no, bracket. And you know what? And I passed over Kakana, and and shame on me because they look. They there's some legacy there that they're they're not going to be afraid. They're not going to be scared. Now, the freshman, this is going to be all new for him. But other than that, that program has been to the mountaintop a little bit, and they understand what it takes to get there. I, I look at that that sectional, and I think, man, I, I don't even know how I could predict who's coming out of that thing. For sure. I think, um, obviously, you know, it's a computer seeding, so you don't know how the seeds are going to come out. But I, I think one, two, and three are probably, you know, probably locked in with, with those three teams that are ranked so high in the coaches' poll. But after that, you just never know what, what might be the draw and who you might be seeing on that first that first Friday night or, or you win, if you have a chance to win, who you might see in, for that regional championship. So 
you know, I, I, like I said, this game, this game tonight should be a good test for us to have us ready for whoever we, we have the opportunity to play. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Hey, we talked with you um, just before the Terry Porter, and, and we talked a lot about Tim Franks and the kind of player he is, kind of year he's having. But, Coach, I, I can tell you, and I had this conversation with the coach a little bit earlier in the show, when you start to scout and you look at stats and, and you go, okay, look, if we can stop Tim Franks against Homestead, maybe we got a pretty good chance. But you got three other kids that are in double digits and another one that's right there. It, it, it's hard when you, when you think if I can stop one or two kids, we got a chance, really good chance to beat them. If, if, if you doubled on Tim Franks, there's a chance that one of these other kids is going to have a huge game. Yeah, I think that's what makes us uh, dangerous is that we have – multiple guys who can score the ball. And then we have a point guard who understands who has it going and, and he should be, you know, who he should get the ball to in, in, in particular times. And he can also score himself. He had a 30-point game a couple of weeks ago. So I think that's that's part of what makes us a, a challenging team to face. Um, and obviously Tim Franks is, is an important player, but he also himself understands that he doesn't have to, you know, carry the team on his back either. Hey, Solomon Garrison is the point guard you're talking about. And, you know, when you're averaging over six assists a game, that, that look, I felt I fall in love with point guards that understand to get in the gap, draw, and kick. And it's very difficult for someone to average three or four, even at the high school level. And he's averaging over six assists a game. And you gotta you gotta believe, coach, that you know, it's come tournament time, if your point guard is making good decisions, that that really gives you a better chance, obviously, to go deep into the tournament. For sure. That's that's my guy. I mean, he is the he is the, the floor general for us. Um his his assisted turnover margin is almost three to one. Like he he's made the most growth in terms of any player uh, on our roster from last year. He he started as a sophomore for the majority of the year, had some struggles, did some good things. Obviously, some growing pains as a sophomore point guard on varsity. But his his growth this year is the reason why we've won twenty games. Hey, coach, are you, are you like most coaches and like I was, um, the hardest on your point guard? Oh man, he gets it. Yeah. He gets it the most. Yes, he gets it not only from me, he gets it from my assistants. Yes, that's and he knows that. Like that's that's he he wants the opportunity to try to play in college and and he and we preach that that if you think I'm tough, wait till you get to the college level and, and you're the point guard. So he 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 understands it. He embraces it and, and he I think he will continue to grow. That's that's the most scary thing. He's still just a junior. And with the type of year he's having this year, I mean, whoa, it's, it's, it's exciting to watch. Coach, I love the fact that you said, look, he, he gets it from all of us, and he he's fine. You know what? He, if he wants to play at the next level, he's got to be tough and thick-skinned. And I that's part of what I miss the most about coaching is those point guards that really get it. And it's almost like you can you can go back in, in your memory and say, this is the game at the end of his sophomore year where it finally clicked. He got it. He didn't have to do everything. All he had to do was kick, draw and kick, draw and kick, draw and kick, and then score when we needed to score. And other than that, just play your game. But, you know, when they're young point guards, I love it when it finally all kind of sinks in. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, last year he he struggled in that last playoff game, um, but I, I saw it this summer in, in, in the fall league. I mean, it's the summer league in the fall league, 
and he had a good grassroots coach last year, and he just seemed to he just seemed to get it and buy in. And, and it, this year has just been amazing. I think he has a chance to be first team All Conference, and, and it has been it's been it's been wonderful to watch his growth. Hey, Coach, um, good luck tonight. Look, if you're looking to, to, to go watch a really good high school basketball game tonight, 7-15 at Homestead, Whitnell at Homestead. It's non-conference, but it's two of the best teams, not only in our area, but in the state of Wisconsin. So get out there at 7-15, watch the Whitnell Homestead. Next week you're at home against Cedarburg, but you got a two-game lead against Nicolay. You have already clinched the North Shore Conference. Certainly congratulations to you, your staff, your players, and your school coach. I appreciate it, Mike. You can have me on any time. Man, Sean, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. He is Sean Kreider, the head boys basketball coach at the North Shore Conference champion, Homestead Highlanders. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk to the head basketball coach at Racine Case for a couple of minutes. This is the Majerus Family Foundation, Varsity Blitz High School Sports Show, presented by your local Pick and Save stores. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. So our next coach, he's got a share of the Southeast Conference, but he's selfish. I think he should be. They got a share of this, and, and Racine Case down one last night at halftime at Oak Creek and ended up winning by nine. Head coach at Racine Case, Jake Burst. Jake, what'd you say at halftime to your boys? Huh. Uh, well, being down one, we uh, we hadn't played very well or shot shot the ball particularly well, so uh, we just had to stay the course and uh, rebound better, which we did in the second half. You know, we were we were defending uh, well, like we have um, the last ten games or so, uh, but we actually got the rebound, which is um, a big part of defense is getting the defensive board, and then. Um, we shot the ball better in the second half, and they played a 2-3 matchup zone for most of the game, which uh, which had us a little bit flustered, but uh, we, we, we figured it out and got the ball to the middle and high-low. And um, Like I said, we, we figured it out and finished the game strong. Hey, you know, that conference that you're in, Coach, there, there is, you know, a, a lot of conferences – there, there's one, maybe two styles of play, and you kind of get used to playing this team and that. But the conference you're in, you know, when you're playing some teams from Racine, they're playing different than teams from a uh, team from Oak Creek. I know Franklin this year has kind of changed up um, how they're getting things done because of the personnel that they have. But it every night in that conference – there's something different, right? Somebody's either trying to get you to go run with them and get up and down. Uh, there are teams like Oak Creek that might want to stay in the half court a little bit with you and, and get the game into the 60s. Um, it's difficult. It's a difficult conference to coach in, I think. Yeah, it is. That's actually a really good point, and uh, I, I, I agree. There's, there's teams like um, Bradford who – uh, like to really slow it down, especially against us and other teams that, that pick it up. And Oak Creek likes to slow it down. Um, Franklin's been a little bit more up tempo this year, like you were hitting on uh, a lot of shooters. Um, yeah, and then usually, usually uh, we have a at most of the time case uh, picks up the pace, and we want an up tempo game. 
Um, Horlick actually this year plays 2-3 zone, so that's another thing is you got, you know, Oak Creek last night who played 2-3 and a matchup zone, and um, Horlick who always plays 2-3 zone. Um, and then you got teams that only play man like us and Franklin. You got um, – a team like Tremper who, you know, mixes it up and then they might go one, three, one. So yeah, it's a lot. And Indian trail goes one, three, one. So we, we, we have a lot of defenses that we have to prepare for um, every night and different styles. So yeah, it's a really good point that we get different, get different tests every night. Hey, I um, think if I come and play coaching that conference, I'm just going to go boxing one on, on, uh, uh, number twenty-three Brumbury for you, and look, you got four other guys that are double figures, but I got to throw yeah. something different out there, right? Yeah, and St. Catharines, we played uh, Racine St. Catharines this year, uh, and they played a little box in one and triangle in two. So, yeah, we've seen it all. Teams have thrown a lot of stuff at us, um, but last night it was good to get a close, a closer win because the last seven have been uh, lopsided, and you don't like it's not going to prepare you too well for the playoffs if you're just. Um, have you know 20 or 30 point wins you want you want some tough battles um even though i don't think we played our best game last night it's good to have to battle through adversity and uh and win a tighter game so yeah that last night oak creek's a solid team i mean they've they've played a good schedule and they've beat some uh really um good teams this year yeah and and well coach that's a good that that, you're right and they got some good athletes over there Coach, you, 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 you have won a share of the conference, and I, I started this segment by saying I hope you're selfish because you don't want to share this thing. Uh, you get Burlington yeah. on Monday and then at home Thursday night against Franklin, and that's who, you know, it's your Franklin or the two of you, and uh, literally the, the, the loss in conference was at Franklin on January 13th where they beat you by five, and that was 55-50. So that was a low-scoring game for you guys. Um, have things changed as, as far as your team? Look, I, I'm looking at your roster. You've got 10 seniors. There's not a lot of teams that throughout the state that have 10 seniors, Coach, and I commend you for that because a lot of times when they get to their senior year, they walk in and say, look, if I'm not starting, I'm not doing this. You've got 10 seniors yeah. on this team, and I think that that bodes well for the program. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's going to be really, really difficult losing, um, you know, some of these guys. Um, I, I actually only play about seven players, so a lot of the seniors are sitting the bench. I mean, obviously, um, if a game's lopsided, which a lot of them have recently, I play everybody. But um, in a tight game, I'm only playing seven, seven of the guys. So, anyways, uh, with that being said, uh, it has been a challenge, uh, but the guys are all bought in, even the seniors that aren't playing much. Um, they're bought into what we want to do, obviously getting a share of the conference, um, but we don't want to just share it with Franklin. I mean, we want to beat them. Obviously this game has been circled on my calendar and, uh, and the, and the, and the guys, um, you know, since we lost to them, um, I mean, you got to hand it to Franklin. They played a really good game that night. They defended well. Um, we, we didn't play our best, but you know, now we got another chance to get it done at home next Thursday. Uh, and then Monday is senior night. I know you mentioned Burlington, so I'm going to um, honor those those 10 guys on senior night, which will be pretty cool. Um, and I'm going to be sad to see them go because they've been a huge part of the program for the last four years. So, yeah, no, I'm really excited for next week. It's going to be a really fun week of uh, basketball. And then obviously the playoffs is the, is the main thing the following week. Well, speaking of that, Coach, we're, we're looking at, at sectionals and, you know, we get these at in, in, I think, August when these come out. 
And yeah, when I got, you know, if I looked back, I guess two months ago, I would have looked at yours and I don't know if I would have, if Waukesha South would have jumped off the page, but they just won their conference. You just told us about Oak Creek, how difficult they can be. There are some teams in there that certainly make you notice and, and step up and go, look, if, if we have to play them, you know, it's going to be a really difficult battle. Um, when you look at that sectional, Coach, and everything will come out tomorrow at 2 o'clock, have you kind of figured out or mapped out where you think you're going to end up? Yeah, I, I believe Waukesha South will get the one. I mean, they're they're one one game ahead of us, so I'd assume um, they would get the one, and then we would get the two. Um, I know we lost to Franklin, but if you look at our – non-conference schedule. I mean, we've played some of the best teams in Wisconsin, regardless of division. Um, Brook Central, Wisconsin Lutheran, uh, Whitnall. I mean, those are three of the top ten in the whole state, regardless of division. Um, and then I think Franklin would get the three. Uh, Oak Creek and McGuanago, four, five. Yeah. Is this what you're asking? Is yeah, I am. Where, and you know what? Where, and where I, think I it's, it, Look, I, I probably agree with you on that first five. That's what's going to make the way they're doing it now really interesting yeah. to me because if we yeah. sat in a room with all of those coaches and I emceed the thing, I think you're right. I think Franklin would say, hold on, we should be the two. And here's why. Then you get up and say, well, look, you're right. You did beat us, but let's look at the overall year and look at these teams yeah. and look at your non-conference. Hour, and then we'd have that, that discussion. There's none of that. And we're a game up on them in the SEC. Yeah. We're a game up on Franklin in the SEC. Yeah, it, it, you know, if it came down to a, a, a battle between the two and the three seed, it honestly doesn't matter because we're going to end up um, – I mean, if, if we took care of business, we would play each other anyway at a neutral site in the sectional semi. So the battle between the two and the three seed really isn't that big of a deal, like for fighting for it, um, unless you're, like, fighting for a certain matchup with uh, – you know, six or seven seed, you know what I'm saying? So I do. And I think that, you know, this is another point. I think a big reason why they went to the computer seedings is because it was becoming political and it was becoming a battle of who you wanted to play. So a team would be like, okay, I'll take the three because I like our matchup with the six better than the seven. Right. So I'm not going to appeal. So then it, it comes down to like this pol- politics and maybe teams want to avoid certain teams, even though they deserve a different seed. So I think that's a big reason why they went to computer seedings is to just seed it and there's no appeals, you know? So you just, you live with your seed and you play the teams that are, you know, I just don't know if the computer is going to truly recognize strength of schedule. Me neither. Um, and, and they like won't tell us. WI is not going to yeah, tell us. I don't know how. And they won't. And Norm Durst, who's, who covers the girls' side for Wisports.net, said they're not going to tell us because if if they weigh it heavy on your non-conference, then there's going to be teams that are going to just not play any tough teams in non-conference. Exactly. And so, exactly. I, look, I'm a, yep. hey, Jake, I'm 100% Irish, and I seek out confrontation sometimes. I seek it out. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, would, I would miss – being in those CD meetings because I just thought those were yeah. fun. Sometimes I would argue just they for the fun. sake of arguing, just because I'm an idiot sometimes. <laughs> and so yeah. I, and then they show all the coaches' votes too on the board. That's I know all good too when you see everybody's votes and you're like, all right, you know, I see see what's going on here. But no, those those meetings, I'll, I'll, I'll miss them too. But it is kind of nice, just hey, two o'clock Sunday, we'll figure you will, you know, get our. 
get our spot, and then you you just got to play the teams that you got to play, and honestly, just take care of business. So um, either way, you got to win. Uh, you know, you have two games to win the regional, and then two games to win the sectional, and then go from there. So got to just do what you got to do, regardless of where you're seated. Hey, last thing, you're having fun with this group, aren't you? Yeah, this group is they're awesome to coach. Man, I love that. Hey, Jake, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Um, have fun on Monday. And and tell those seniors yep. to take a lot of snapshots and keep them in their brain. Because the, a lot of those guys are like, man, I can't believe how quick this came. And I want them to enjoy yeah. that on Monday. And they get right back ready to go to work on Tuesday uh, to take care of business against Franklin. Good luck the rest of the way, Coach. Yeah. Thanks so much. Hey, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, you Have bet. A great one. No problem. Jake Burst, right. the head basketball coach on the boys' side of Racine Case. We're going to get to a break. The head coach at Wistosa Central. We haven't talked a lot of Southern Lakes basketball on this show, but they've won that conference, and we'll talk to the head basketball coach at Wistosa Central on the other side of the break. This is the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Sports Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz, presented by your local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM. The fan. So our last segment. Have not talked this year a lot about Southern Lakes basketball. Shame on me. I apologize for that. But I reached out James Heilberg. He is the head basketball coach at Westosa Central, undefeated conference champions in the Southern Lakes Conference. James, congratulations and uh, well done. Nice, uh, nice to be conference champs. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, these guys worked really hard, and that was a goal they had um, start of the season. So happy for all our guys, for sure. Hey, Coach, um, did you know coming in that this year had a chance to be something special? Yeah, I think so. I think the guys were pretty upbeat coming in. Um, this group was all together as sophomores, so we had some bumps and bruises along the way, but they all stuck together, and I thought the expectations for the guys coming in, they were focused, and um, yeah, I, I thought that was their goal from, from day one. Hey, things start with with Jack Rose, I believe, right? I mean, he's kind of the guy at this point. He is, yep. And he, uh, look, every team that you guys are playing, they're trying to figure out how to stop him. And uh, so far, so good. He's averaging 21 a game and taking care of his business. Well, and Jack Jack knows that. So he knows he's going to have to use a lot of screens. Um, we do a lot of different sets for him. But, you know, he moves up the ball very well. He's a competitor. Um, you know, his drive and his mindset, you know, he loves to compete. So he's not scared of any competition. So that makes it fun to coach a kid like that, for sure. Yeah, that that is for sure. Um, coach, when, when you look at, at, and again, when these assignments come out, you'll find out tomorrow the brackets and, and who you're going to play. But in, in, in yours, it's the Wilmot. It's Division Two, Sectional Three, the Wilmot Union Regional. Um, it looks like there's some teams that you, you're very familiar with, and then there's some teams that you're not. There's some – look, we always work ahead as coaches. Do you look at that at that regional as a regional that's going to be really difficult to get out of? Well, I mean, we, we look ahead, but we also want to kind of stay you know, day by day. We don't want to look too far ahead because anything can happen. Uh, even last night with you know, playing Delavan, they played a heck of a game. So – but we know Waukesha West is going to be there. We know Milton's going to be there. 
Um, then we'll have some teams in our own conference. So we know whoever we play, it's going to be a tough matchup. Whenever you play conference teams for a third time, um, you're going to get a tough matchup for sure because everyone knows everyone does. Everyone knows everyone's top players. Everyone kind of knows each other. So it's you know it makes it hard to be a team three times. You know, Coach, when, when you talked about last night's game, and I thank you for bringing it up because I, I saw it and I thought, well, maybe I'll just pass – on it, but you're, you're playing a Delavan Darien team that, when you look at the standings, they're they're down near the bottom. We've got three wins in conference, something like that, yep. and you guys are down one at halftime, and so it's kind of <laughs> like, hey boys, we gotta we gotta wake up a little bit. Well, I tell you what, Delavan played really really well. Uh, they had their big guy the first time we played them. They didn't have Caesars, but another big six six guy who's you know really solid on the basket, gets a lot of rebounds. Um, very, very strong kid and a heck of a player. So we knew it was going to be tough. And then their their shooting guards were hot last night. You know, they hit a bunch of threes. You know, one kid had, I think, uh, you know, four or five threes. Maybe, I think he had six, actually. And another kid had four or five. And, you know, we tried to mix up. Uh, we got in foul trouble. Um, and it was hard to play those guys, man, at least the big kid down low. So we switched to a zone. Which our zone has been really good for us this year. But you don't get out in the shooters. And if your rotations aren't quick enough, uh, you know, high school kids can get hot any given night. And, they didn't miss. Uh, they must have shot probably 70% from the three-point line. So it was made, I don't know, 15 threes on us, something like that. So, Man, that makes you shake your head sometimes, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah. it does. But, I, you know, I, I don't think, you know, we weren't we weren't self-destructing. We didn't turn the ball over a lot. You know, we were taking good shots. They just weren't dropping early on. Jack had a slow start to the game. I think he was like one for nine in the first half. And, you know, they weren't missing. And as long as we take good shots, we're not turning the ball over. You can't be too upset as a coach. We weren't doing anything that was you know, out of our game plan. But, you know, I thought our rebounding wasn't as strong. And we got in some foul trouble. Why I got in foul troubles, that hurts our size a little bit. But, you know, our guys stuck with it, battled back. And then, you know, Jack hit that game winner with .9 seconds left. Um, you know, heck of a shot by Jack. Wow, that's awesome. Hey, Coach, last question. We'll cut you loose. Um, are you are you excited to see, to be at home and then tomorrow find out the bracket, um, or will you miss like I I would now that I'm a retired coach? But you know, I miss I miss the city meetings. I, I would miss those. Yeah, I'm I'm actually pretty curious to see how it's going to go down. You know, we've talked about using the electronic system for a few years now because I think it's there's always some pros and cons with you know in person seating meeting because you have most of the coaches from one conference and you throw in you know maybe four or five other teams from outside conference. And I think you know I think there's some you know, questioning that coaches will sit together based on their conference. I, I think in the past, our conference has always done a really nice job and been fair to everyone. But, you know, you, you can. It's when people are voting for each other and friends, it's, you know, there's always a, a you know a possibility of, you know, a question about who did what. But, you know, now it's electronic tomorrow. We'll see. You know, I don't know. Never done it before. I've talked to some yep. other friends who have gone that route. And I think, you know, talking with them, they kind of feel the same way. There's some pros and some cons. So, you know, I'm anxious to see how it turns out. I think the Three, four, and five is going to be very interesting tomorrow, and how that kind of pans out. We'll wait and see. Yeah, and I would think with undefeated conference champs, you, did you feel pretty confident you'll get the one? I think we are. Yeah, I, I do pretty, too. I, I think that the Walker Show West game and the Milton game that we were able to to win those two games. If we would have won those two games, and I don't know what would have happened, it would have been pretty tough. I know Milton just lost to Fort Atkinson this past week. Um, you know, so will that affect them? I don't know, but. You know, Waukesha West plays in a really good conference as well. So that, that's one thing, too. You may look at a team's overall record, but, you know, are they missing guys? You know, with COVID, have they had some, you know, you know, question marks as far as availability for guys? And then strength of schedule. I know some teams play a really hard schedule, and 
you know, they may not win those games, but they're playing, you know, quality opponents. So, 100%. I don't hey, know. You, I, that's not my job to pick, I guess. You bet. It was weird. I'm glad. James, sorry, we got to cut you loose. Um, good luck. Uh, good run in the tournament. Thanks a lot for your time. Okay, thank you. You bet. This is the Majerus Family Foundation High School Sports Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.